0: Thank you everyone for joining the session. So today we're gonna briefly discuss about the precision nitrogen management through the use of crop model-based approaches. And so um, this presentation has a little bit of uh, concepts and a little bit of what exploratory work we have done in Nebraska in the last season. So um, a few goals for this session um, based... uh, First of all, we want you to be able to identify So one of the main benefits and the required inputs, if you want to start implementing a model-based nitrogen tool in your field. And as some mentioned in the previous talk, these tools are primarily based or primarily focused on the in-season nitrogen management. So keeping that in mind, the inputs are going to be kind of tied together to that concept. The second part um, is identifying uh, the available models tools that are out there for nitrogen management. And I'm gonna just name a few. And so uh, feel free to reach out if you find a new software, a new tool that is out there, and you wanna kind of find out what is what is all Intel. And lastly, um, we're gonna touch base on how to evaluate these in season nitrogen management tools and in your operation and how learn a little bit about how to test them. So what is really a, a, a crop model tool? And, and um, really to, to simplify it is sort of having a virtual reality of your farm. And so if you can imagine that you can predict how your crop is gonna grow in the next week or the next day, and know how much nitrogen is in the soil and how your, the weather conditions are gonna affect that, that crop yield. Um, That is exactly what these tools are intending to do. And that's why there has been a huge uh, interest on applying these crops or these crop model based uh, tools to predict how much nitrogen you need, just because the fact that we have a lot of uncertainty in the nitrogen cycle and in the nitrogen in the crop. uh, So these tools are are really feeding that, that need. So most of the tools uh, right now, especially the ones that are commercially available, they are cloud-based. So what it means by that is that you really need to sign in into a software and a platform, make an account, and it's not something that you need to download in your computer or download in your phone. You might have an interface that is an app, but um, really they're cloud-based. So they're computational tools and um, That is because there's tons of equations and mathematical algorithms that run into the background to kind of predict that that growth in the crop. Um, Going a little bit into details uh, of what is a crop model, I'm gonna just mention the most important uh, components of it. And so if you think about it, a, a crop model has sort of like four modules that will interact and will be part of this. Uh, kind of central base where all these things come together. So we have sort of like a bucket that um, compiles all the information from management, all the information related with your crop, um, the climate and the soils. And just to name you a few, if you would like to apply these kind of tools in your field, you will have to at least have the information related with your management, like planting day, fertilizer day, your source, the hybrid, uh, if we are talking about an irrigation system, at least an indication of how much irrigation you would apply and how do you distribute those irrigation events. Important things, rotation and manure. And when it comes to predict uh, or estimate the nitrogen amount that you need in your field, some of these things uh, are, um, getting more and more important as we move forward into the, the growing season. So for example, the fertilizer day, if you're gonna do an split application, if you uh, already apply some of the nitrogen uh, at the beginning of the season, recording those days and recording the, the, the sources are something important to consider. And the models have the ability to incorporate those factors in. Um, The other important part of this is that uh, the crop models will have a whole soil profile configuration, and we will expand that concept a little bit in in just a few here. But ideally, um, producers, where they have a soil organic matter map or some texture that they collect in the contrasting areas of the field, Um, the nitrate samplings, all that information now is gonna be utilized by these models. With the organic matter and the texture, we are capable to um, kind of set up the soil profile. So if you think that your field has three contrasting soil types or two soil contrasting, um, having that information will allow you to make a better representation or a better utilization of, of the crop models in that area. And by default, most of the softwares will pull information from Surgo. Now that's a whole research area where um, how much actually can we improve the simulation or the prediction of our nitrogen needs if we actually have the actual sampling of that field. And in, the, in, in these parts of like uh, obtaining the data, there are some of the software uh, platforms that are Currently, using, for example, uh, an organic map from um, the various technology or some other sensors that you can utilize in your field. So, so, the technology is moving in a way that is allowing a lot of flexibility to producers. And at the same time, it's kind of encouraging because a lot of that information, farmers already have it. And now we can maximize the use. And the third part that is pretty important to consider and in comparison with other tools is that the crop model based um, um, tool for nitrogen will consider daily influence of the temperature, radiation and precipitation. So these are the main drivers of the growth. And and basically you can imagine that every single day the model will run and will predict what's happening with that crop. So why why the use of crop models? Um, The first one, uh, and we kind of touch base on that is the fact that we're going to incorporate the weather uncertainty and the weather factors interacting with the soil and interacting with our management, and that runs in a daily base. So if you think about it, the more into the growing season you are, and especially if you are already managing your field uh, with a split application or an in-season application, you can get a really good use of the information that is already happening throughout the growing season and that's reducing the uncertainty. So really it's sort of like a cycle where where the weather is kind of the main driver of this plant growth, but also there is a um, very close relationship with what's happening in the soil in terms of soil moisture and nutrient cycling. And some of the concepts here is that because we are putting these into um, a tight relationship and we are making a balance every single day, we can sort of predict or estimate what is the excess or the need of nitrogen. And this is kind of the concept behind all the tools that exist for uh, the nitrogen sort of recommendation based on this approach. And this is because we can access to an estimation of how much nitrogen is leaching that day or up to that day um, based on the weather and the management that we have, how much nitrogen is being mineralized and that will tightly depend on how do you configure that soil? What's my level of organic matter? What's my texture? So all those factors would affect how much nitrogen is coming from that soil and um, are getting into this balance to determine if I'm in an excess or a need of nitrogen. And of course, the nitrogen update. And just to give you kind of a better understanding or compare this with a, tradi- a more traditional tool like the UNL recommendation, we are basically trying to make a complex estimation of these three buckets that I have here. If you think about the nitrogen rate, it's just a kind of imbalance between the crop demand and the soil nitrogen, right? And the soil end of course will depend a lot of the all the nitrogen losses processes that happen and the crop demand will depend on the soil, the management and the weather conditions. So when you think about the UNL algorithm, this is the same concept but it's just in a using proxies that are representing each of of these buckets that finally will give us our nitrogen rate. So one example will be instead of proxying the amount of available soil in in the, sorry, available nitrogen in the soil through an organic matter factor and a yield factor in this algorithm, here in a crop model base, we are actually estimating how much nitrogen is mineralized from this pool every single day and how much remains in the soil after it rain, or after my crop takes up the nitrogen that needed that day. So this is kind of the concept. So aside and time, a site and time-specific nitrogen recommendation can make, uh, or can be made through these dynamic simulations that incorporate the dynamics of the weather, the nitrogen, so sorry, the soil, and the, the crop system. So, um, something very important to consider, and this is this goes back to the resolution of the data that you have. Um, currently, some of the softwares that exist out there can run these recommendations in a point, point-based level or a point-based resolution. So in this particular case, for example, this software will run a configuration in one, two, three points in the field, and the user could either use a a average across the field if we're talking about a fixed application or it can actually delineate some zones that will be represented by these three points. Now, the data that you input for running these three points could be different if we jump into a higher resolution of, of simulations. So if we think about a grid-based simulation, now maybe instead of using three values of organic matter to define my soil profile, maybe it will make more sense to use a continuous map of organic matter that maybe I got it from a sensor or some other way of estimating it. Like for example, um, something will be in the planter if I have precision planter with a, with a infrared sensor, maybe now I have that information and I will get a better use um, or, or more confident to run in that model into a, gray, a grid based resolution. And another approach that also comes available sometimes in the commercial softwares is to run those simulations in a zone-based approach. And for that, we can talk an entire day about how to configure those zones. Um, But basically the idea is that, well, you might divide the field in what you consider are zones of homogeneous yield or at least homogeneous yield response to nitrogen. And then you will characterize those zones to run the model per uh, unit in that field. So three little different approaches, but here the main constant is that the resolution of your input data might change or might have a different impact if you are running the model in different resolution. Something very important and kind of like what, what Sam showed in the previous presentation is that Crop canopy sensors have been uh, demonstrated in non-farm testing, has been tested across Nebraska for the last six years. And we are just starting to, to test these crop model-based tools at a farm level. So last year we started a pilot, pilot project, which is part of the CIG and NRCS grant that is started officially this year, where, where one of the technologies that we are testing at the field scale are the use of crop model-based tools for nitrogen management. And here on the left, I'm sort of citing some of the tools that are currently uh, testing or validating at the field level. Um, Of course, they're gonna come more because this is getting more and more popular. So some of the the proprietary or the algorithms that were proprietary from universities and translating into commercial use, and that is generating a lot of opportunities uh, for producers to access to these tools. And on the right, what I'm showing you is sort of the laid out that we are currently using and this becomes available, uh, uh, I would say, or enabled by the ability to apply through a prescription or a variable rate application where we can vary across the field the nitrogen amount. So in this case, this particular producer in Sutherland, Nebraska wanted to compare two different model approaches. So we utilize granular and adapting and as well as we compare the performance of these two treatments against um, in different nitrogen rates or what we call a nitrogen ramp. And the objective of this is to allow us um, at the end of the season to show to the producer how these two methods compare to the actual optimal end rate across that field. This is a screenshot of the two prescriptions that we got uh, before the side dress application. Um, so, no major difference between the amount uh, or the total nitrogen uh, across these two fields, but you can see that the distribution of the spatial distribution of the end rates are different. Um, I would say that I have more knowledge in terms of how I, I configure this prescription for adaptant model, and we run it in a gridded resolution, and I was able to use all the information that the producer had from Organic matter maps, yield history, I use elevation maps, topography, all the information available to use to make management zones and run the model with all the management and soil characteristics in those, in those zones. Uh, on the other hand, the granular prescription, um, I know that it got utilized yields, history, historical yield, as well as the surgo data. And this is in a screenshot of the final prescription. It looks kind of crazy, um, but basically, in those treatments that I show you at the beginning, we kind of cookie cutter both prescriptions to put them side by side and be able to make the comparison at the end of the season. And then, what you see in different colors, that's the nitrogen ramp. Um, so what did you need for this kind of experiment or testing it in your field? You need all the management information like we mentioned at the beginning of this talk. Uh, soil characteristics that either get automatically pulled from Surgo data um, or you have the flexibility to utilize all the information that you have available for your field. Uh, yield goal estimation, this is a very critical point as you know the, in the previous talk we, we um, discuss about the importance of your yield goal and your EONR estimation. It seems like we cannot get away still from estimating or having some idea about what our yield goal is gonna be in each of the zones or in each of the areas of the field. So really having a good history of either yield monitor data or or some, history, at least average from the field, it seems to be very relevant when even applying these crop model-based tools. Uh, the other two uh, important inputs that we used to make this happen were economics, um, the prices of corn and the prices of nitrogen at the end of the day um, are one of the other important inputs and will totally change uh, the magnitude and the distribution of the nitrogen. And then of course, all the information in terms of the spatial variety delta field will help you to make uh, better sounds better for this field. And this is a snapshot of the, of the results for this particular trial, but the, the concept here is that through the precision ag and to the yield monitor data that we were able to collect through all this strip trial uh, across the field, we were able to compare the total nitrogen utilized uh, from both treatments the corn yield nitrogen use efficiency and partial profit. In this particular case, uh, we didn't see any difference between the two model approach, but the producer was able to experience or to have uh, a close, I would say, um, yeah, experience utilizing the two systems. And it was kind of nice to see that even though there's, there's difference in terms of the configuration and the amount of information that we put into it, both, both models perform equally in terms of the, these four metrics that are relevant for the producer and from us as a researchers. The other important concept, I think Sam mentioned something like this, was the nitrogen use efficiency. In this case, it was 0.82 to 0.86. This producer is already uh, at a really high nitrogen use efficiency. So really, it seems like for him, Uh, really either using one of these two crop model based tools kind of aligns well with what he wants to attain in this particular farm. So take home messages uh, from this experience. Again, this is initial. We are planning to have at least 10 to 15 trials in wheat and corn uh, using these kind of tools in the coming season. And so and we're going to do the same for the next two years. Uh, But One of the 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 main message here is the crop model based tools now are becoming available are things that uh, producers can easily register and play around with. Uh, The support and the training are being more and more available uh, as as we get more experience and hands on uh, experience in the field. Uh, And really the positive aspects are that they consider the spatial variability of the soil and all the variability that occurs in the growing season up to the day that you're planning to make that in-season application. Um, The second point that we have seen this as an important aspect is the yield goal estimates are critical and still require input. Um, I know from a research perspective, we're trying to change that approach and, and actually start thinking about predicting that yield. And from that yield prediction, kind of estimate your nitrogen needs uh, but that would require a little bit more of, of testing. Again, consider the nitrogen use, use efficiency metrics that you're currently operating and that would be a good way of benchmarking where you want to be and if the tool that you're testing is kind of like helping you to attain those goals. Uh, another aspect quality of inputs equal, equal quality of outputs and we talked a little bit about the resolution of the input data. Uh, that's something important, just be aware of what are the requirements of the tool that you want to use and um, kind of what's the information that that you have available. And then the on-farm research and the precision Act technology really is offering a great opportunity to test all all of these tools. You you saw kind of in my example of the pilot trial how easy it was to compile and have a side-by-side comparison of these two tools. Um, so really good opportunity for those that already had the equipment to jump in and, and start playing around with these new tools. So if you're interested in how agriculture technology and, and these kind of crop models can help you to manage your nitrogen farm, we still have, in, we still have some places to work with you during this growing season. Uh, so here is uh, the website where you can find more details about this project. And I also leave you my contact if you have any further question um, from what I presented today.